Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guy, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, week 11 of the college football season, 2018 version underway. Week 10 has gotten started in NFL. We'll go a little further into it. Talk about trades. Both the NFL and NBA variety go in on a subject. Upon further review, of course, we're going to give you something hard and heavy. And, of course, adult of the week. Can't forget that. But for right now, let's get into the headlines. Dayline College Football. No exciting events really happened this past weekend except for one key possible, possible injury. Of course, the starting quarterback of the Crimson Tide and I would say Heisman Trophy winner if he stays healthy, Tua Tagovailoa, unfortunately went down hard again in their 24-0 victory at home in Tuscaloosa against Mississippi State. And for the rest of you that really want to know what else happened, well, all you need to know is this. Your top four is remaining the same as of last week. Dateline, New York City. Queens. Tim Tebow's ascent in Major League Baseball has landed him now in Triple A. Yes, he has gotten the promotion from Double A to Triple A. In the Mets system, the general manager of the Mets, Brody Van Wagenen, had this to say about Mr. Tebow and his chances of advancing to the majors. Quote, Timmy is not a guy you want to put restraints on. If he sees a block, he's going to work that much harder to overcome whatever somebody places on him. I believe in him. Close quote. Bro, I hope you get into the majors. It would be one great, successful American story that we all would like to hear, especially in times like these. Dateline Chicago. 452, 249, and 96. A 594 winning percentage in the playoffs. Not one, not two, but three Stanley Cups in 10 seasons. That is the resume of now former Blackhawks head coach Joe Quinville. General Manager Stan Bowman had this to say about the move. Quote, This is certainly a very difficult decision, but I believe it is in the best interest of the Blackhawks organization. We need to maximize each and every opportunity with our playoff goals in mind and create continued growth and development throughout our roster. At the same time, after much deliberation, the last several days, with great respect to what Joel has meant to the Blackhawks, we knew we had to make a change. Close quote. Jeremy Culleton will be the person to replace Coach Q, as he's known, in the Blackhawk locker room. I guess this is a case of you may need to hear a different voice. But when you have success like that, you normally want to have it on the sideline and have him work it out. Considering that 
in the 10 years he's been there, the team has made the playoffs every year except for last year. But, hey, what do I know? Dateline Ottawa! Assistant head coach of the Senators, Martin Raymond, had to hear an apology from, how, how can I say this, insensitive, ridiculous remarks made by members of the team. A conversation that was, of course, private, was leaked, recorded, and sent and disseminated throughout the media. Those comments were, quote, Marty Raymond, the only coach in NHL history to have the worst power play and the worst PK than a calendar year. Close quote. And for those non-hockey heads who don't know what PK means, that means penalty killing. As in, if you have a four on five disadvantage, your team is supposed to kill that power play penalty opportunity for the opponent. Tupac said an important lyric that talks about this really in a succinct fashion. Quote, Loose lips sinks ships. Close quote. That is supposed to be in-house stuff. Bring it to him, say it to him, and not have us be privy to whatever cancerous opinion that you have for your coach or any member of your team. But I guess you got to live and learn, right? Dateline, Washington, D.C. Superstar extraordinaire of the Washington Nationals, Bryce Harper, received one of those contracts we all would love to have. The Nationals slid a 10-year, $300 million contract in his face, and Harper tore it up. Well, effectively tore it up. There's also reports out there that the Nationals organization vetoed a trade that would send Harper from the Nationals to the Astros. And there's also a report saying that he's possibly going to receive a deal from the Phillies. We shall see about that. But I've always said this, and I will continue to say this about Bryce Harper. With him, you are possibly looking at the first $500 million player. Because I think that's the contract he's seeking. Now, I can only think of maybe three teams who can afford that contract, at least off top. Of course, that would be the Dodgers, the Red Sox, and the Yankees. And I'm thinking he's seeking a deal like that with one of those three teams. And since he's from Las Vegas, he's rolling the dice in this contract negotiation period. Will he come up big? Or will he crap out? Dateline newly all. Throw up the X. Des Bryant has landed in the NFL again. He now is the wide receiver for the New Orleans. We interrupt this regularly scheduled programming for this special report. This just into the Cold Sports News Desk. Des Bryant, in his second day of practice with the Saints, goes down in a heap, clutching his Achilles. Medical reports have shown that he tore his Achilles on that field on that practice field and he will be out the rest of the year we here at Cold Sports give our sincerest condolences and prayers to Des Bryant his team and the Saints because 
you hate to see a player who works that hard to get back on the field to now, because of injury, be off of it again. Des, I'm throwing up the X right now for you. Get well soon, man. This has been a special report from Cold Sports. Now, back to the regular schedule programming already in progress. Dateline Pittsburgh. The curious case of Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers seems to get curiouser and curiouser, as I've heard in circles. As I've heard in certain circles. When you think it doesn't get weirder, Bell sends an upside-down tweet basically saying, don't talk bad about me, I'm fine. I'm not going to read what the tweet said. You all can see this on ColdSports.com. However, it gets even worse for Steelers fan or Le'Veon Bell fan, however particular portion of the ledger you fall this is bad news period there's also reports now saying that bell will not report by the deadline for him to receive any of the money for this year by tuesday he will not report that's the reports that's coming out from the league now from this recording he still has a couple of days to report you never know he may be in western pennsylvania come monday who knows but what i do know is that you have a team that is successful in spite of itself. What do I mean? Keep with me on this. Dateline Pittsburgh. Again. All right. So Pittsburgh beat down the Panthers 52-21. It was a type of game from the second quarter onward. When I come back. A ball launched into the stands. That will be the dote of the week. Palm for the view also is coming up. But immediately following the break, I have to go Have you joined Cold Sports on Instagram? What are you waiting for? Come on, join us. I put forth questions. Questions of the day every single day like this one. Will we see the Rams and the Saints meet up again in the NFC Championship game? VIP The Real Deal WDA had this to say about that. Quote, It looks like a strong possibility. Eagles are still defending champs though. Panthers are strong. Even Atlanta is showing signs of life. Close quote. Now, if you want to be like VIP at the real deal WDA and comment on these questions of the day, join Instagram.com for slash cold sports with a Z and you can put forth one of those answers to the question of the day that is every day. So come on, if it's as good as this and you know sports. You might have your comment be read on this show. Cold Sports with a Z. Instagram question of the day.
has to celebrate because the nightmare that Minneapolis was feeling is now God because the nightmare that was in Minneapolis is now gone. What do I mean? You will know what I'm talking about as I go. Earlier this week, we saw the Timberwolves, I'll get to that in a minute, forward Jimmy Butler in the Staples Center in L.A. playing with one hand on his hip. And he was just showing his displeasure of being on the team after he made himself a DNP on the road trip before that particular game. And this guy who has received booze, received a standing ovation in the same game, received an MVP chant, and made himself a DNP, and dogs it on the court, simply because he did not want to be a part of the organization, is now gone. After the rocket slid to the Timberwolves' face, not one, not two, not three, but four draft picks, but not just four draft picks, four first round draft picks. And I said to VIP out there, NBA VIP, I said to you, if that deal got leaked out to the public, that means the Timberwolves are not even entertaining the idea. And that's true because Jimmy Butler at this current moment is not a rocket. No, the lucky team that won the Jimmy Butler sweepstakes was the Heat, was the Lakers, was the Celtics, was the Clippers, was the Sixers. <laughs> yes, the Philadelphia 76ers, yes, the team that believes in the trust the process motto, got a good key piece to a budding and growing franchise that tasted some success last year and now has a veteran who can probably help them get to the next level. I say probably because they thought the same thing in the Twin Cities just one year prior. Now the deal goes as follows. The Timberwolves receive Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton. The Timberwolves receive Dario Saric, Robert Covington, Jared Bayless, and a second round draft pick. That is the contents of the deal. So what does that tell me? And I had this talk with a, a VIP of mine who actually lives in Minneapolis. And I said to him, and when this whole deal went down, I said, okay, the, the Rockets slid four first round draft picks into the front office of the Timberwolves. They are not taking that deal. And I knew they were not going to take that deal because I believe the Timberwolves believe 
that the team has presently constituted can beat the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Newsflash. There's no team currently built to beat the Warriors. I digress. So it told me that the Timberwolves were not valuing draft picks. They were valuing pieces because they figure with Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns and possibly a Derrick Rose that they might compete for what I have no idea. But they figure that they have a playoff team considering that they tasted the playoffs last year as the eighth seed. And they felt they had some success before Jimmy Butler went down earlier that year because they were the number three seed. And people forget that. They were the number three seed about the early part of March. And they dropped to almost out of playoff contention. And they fought to get back to the number eight seed. And you all remember the last night that they played of that season when they beat the, the Nuggets, the improving Nuggets. Yes, the team that now is the number two seed in, in, in the Western Conference now. That team has improved up leaps and bounds, but I'm not talking about the Nuggets. I'm talking about the Sixers and the Timberwolves. So the Timberwolves think that they have pieces already there in place. For the Timberwolves, I hate to see it. I see them standing pat. I don't see them moving up or down any anywhere. This team is Carl Anthony Chowns, Andrew Wiggins, or Bust. It's those two. They have to click, and if they don't, the Timberwolves are circling the drain. Now, as for the Sixers, do they get better? Yes, but slightly. Is this move going to make Philly the 1983 Sixers where they just ran roughshod over the NBA and won a championship with the might of Moses and Mo Cheeks and Bobby Jones and Dr. J? As he was about to go out the door? No. But we are talking about a team that's slightly improved from last year. But not by much. But I will say this though. The 76ers and 76ers fan. Are probably excited for the first time since 2001. That they have a team that. That. If the chips fall right, they could be the Eastern Conference representative in the NBA Finals. Can they gel? Yeah. Will they gel? We got five more months to see if they can. Do they gel? Look at the first month after this deal has been made, and then we can talk about that. And we can revisit it. But seeing how Jimmy can be... Sourpuss can be pouty-lipped, can have a penchant for sabotaging play and chemistry on two different teams. It's quite possible he may do the same to a third. And it might be more possible that he does this to the same. And it might be more possible he does this to a team a third time than he is. A, and it might be more possible that he is sour the third team around than he is a solid citizen to two of the greatest talents 
the NBA has seen in this current. God, why am I having a hard time phrasing thoughts? Scratch all that. And he could be more of a malcontent the third time around than he would be a solid citizen teaming and aligning himself with two of the greatest talents in today's NBA. In any case, the Eastern Conference has gotten even more exciting. And that, to me, is what makes me happy. Because that East just got a little bit harder. When I come back, I think we're going to stay in that same general vicinity. Upon further view is later, but immediately following the break, the Dolt of the Week. You have tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet. Cold Sports! From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. November 10th, 1983. A fight that went down to the scorecards for the ages took place in Las Vegas between the hands of stone Roberto Duran and marvelous Marvin Hagler. Hagler dominated the early part of the fight, especially the fifth round. Duran came back, furiously took the twelfth round, and then Hagler took it home in rounds 14 and 15. You ask any boxing aficionado, though, about that fight, they will say, even though Duran lost the fight, he came out the winner because he came out the more aggressive of the two fighters. And even though Hagler defended successfully his middleweight championship, he came out the loser because he was not aggressive enough. Two warriors, two champions, going the full 15 rounds. Hands of stone turned out to be a formidable opponent. And he rocks Hagler with the right hand, Hagler with the left, as we head for the belt. Marvelous Marvin Hagler retains his undisputed middleweight championship against Roberto Duran on this date. From the vault, brought to you by Cole's Ball.
sponsored by nobody. But we're still going to give it to you straight with no chaser. The winner of this episode's Dota of the Week is... Boston Celtics point guard, Uncle Drew Kyrie Irving. Why is he getting the award? The Celtics took a trip out to the Rocky Mountains. They played the surging Denver Nuggets, and they got it handed to them. And in that, and in that game, Jamal Murray was going for 50 points. He had 48. The Nuggets were dribbling down the clock. He chunked up a three to try to get to 51, of course. He missed. Celtics grabbed the board, and that was that. Well, the Celtics took umbrage to Murray chunking up a unnecessary three because, well, it really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. The Nuggets had the game in hand. But Uncle Drew got salty. He tapped into the grandpa in him. He tapped into the senior citizen in him. He got red-faced and tossed the ball in the stands. Now, Murray, to his discredit, almost deserves this award as badly because he tried to walk back chunking up a three at the end of the game. Quote, I was trying to get 50. I didn't mean no harm. I shouldn't have done it, but they understand I was trying to get 50. Close quote. Yeah, they understand. I also understand you should own that you were trying for 50. And say, you know what, man, I wanted to have the first 50-point game of my NBA career. And if that was going to offend them, so be it. But that's what I was trying to do. Don't walk it back, son. Own that. Because guaranteed, the Nuggets and all the other 29 teams in the NBA, they'll look at that and say, okay, well, this might be one of those incentives that we'll place on your contract. Back to Uncle Drew. So he took the ball, just tossed it into the stands. And, of course, he was fined 25000 for doing so by the NBA. Irving didn't stop with the ball tossing. He had a few choice words for Mr. Murray and anyone who decides to be that competitive and shoot for 50 in a game where the final score was already decided. When he was asked if he was bothered by Murray chunking an unnecessary three with one second to go in the game, he said... Quote, what kind of competitor wouldn't it bother? Close quote. Now, of course, he went onward and he reflected on, well, his actions and the energy behind it. Quote, I don't want to make a huge deal out of it. Obviously, I was pissed off after the game, but it's time to decompress and move on. Congratulations to him for having 48 points. But the ball deserves to go to the crowd after a move like that. So I threw it in the crowd. Close quote. This is the main reason why Irving is getting the Dolt of the Week. You see, my philosophy is like the old 80s commercial from Dry Idea. Now, for the young VIP. There was this commercial that talked about, of course, uh, an antiperspirant that you put underneath your arm, and it was to encourage long-lasting fresh smell. 
And I also was trying to discourage when you use the product, sweaty armpits. And so they ran this campaign and I think it lasted about two or three years where they would have different people say that there's three things that, that you should never have happen in your life. And you would, and they would say, never do one thing and never do another thing. And of course, the number three thing was never let them see you sweat. That is my motto to every single athlete out there. One of the things that we admire is the fact that you all have passion, but you corral it and you focus it. And yeah, it's cool when we see it displayed a little bit, but what purpose does it serve to launch a ball in the stands because you possibly could hurt or injure somebody who is not looking for a ball to be going to the stands because it's not like baseball where that possibility happens. It's not like football where you don't see that happen too. Basketball, you never expect the ball to go into the stands. You almost expect a player to go into the stands before you expect the ball to. And that's for them diving for balls. Pause. But to launch a ball into the stands is immature. Come on, Kyrie. We just got back to seeing you have sense when you said that you realized the earth is round. Now... You can't compose yourself. It's not as if you're going to see this team only once. They're going to come to Boston in March. So you got a chance to bust them up then. You can boogie on them. You can drill behind the back. You can show off the handles on him. You can call him and just embarrass him on on, on the parquet floor in in TD Garden Arena. You can get your revenge that way. And you could have, in this instance... Not throw the ball in the stands and say, well, you know what? Yeah, Murray had, fit, had 48 and he tried for 50. Oh, yeah. We got something for him when the Nuggets come to town next time. Leave it at that. But, no, you had to almost injure a fan in doing so or at least risk injury to a fan. That's irresponsible of you or any NBA player. I don't care who you are. I get the anger. I get the passion. But don't. Toss the ball into the stands. No, man. That, that's not the right move. And I can't co-sign it whatsoever. And neither should you, VIP. You shouldn't, co- you shouldn't condone anything of that nature. Because you should demand your athletes to be more composed. Not saying that they shouldn't feel anything. Not saying they shouldn't express emotion. I'm saying it should not have to go overboard and out of control to the point where injury and harm can happen to somebody because that is going too far. Just like Irving tossing a basketball into the stands. When I come back, have we replaced the king already? Upon further review, it's next. Sports now on Spotify. Thank you, VIP. 
Coming up on the next installment of Cold Sports Week 12 of the NCAA college football landscape is upon us. Big games, even bigger games, are on the slate. Of course, we're going to award the total of the week, go in on the subject, have a palm for the review on tap as we round into Thanksgiving. That will be the episode before Turkey Day. And in less than three months, Cold Sports VIP honors will be on tap. And I'll have all the particulars for you in the upcoming weeks and months. But that's the big celebration that always happens one week before the Super Bowl. One week after the NFC and AFC Championship Games in the NFL, January 27th of this of next year, I should say, is the date. Save it. The VIP honors in January. But that's for next week. And that's for next season. <laughs> but for this week and this season, well, we might be talking about something that will be happening in the future. An NBA player reminding us of somebody currently playing. I think we've heard that script before. We are hearing that script again. And upon further review. He stands six foot seven. He weighs 285 pounds. He moves quick with the ball on a fast break. He has the ability to dish. He even has some shooting ability. Working on that, of course. But most importantly, he is electrifying with dunking the basketball. Now, who can I be talking about? I could be talking about LeBron James, but I'm not. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we are now seeing the next NBA elite player. Not in the NBA at the moment, but more than likely will be next year. Zion Williamson. Yes, the guy who possibly is playing small forward right now, but could possibly play at least four of the five positions on the field or on the court. Mr. Williamson has drawn a lot of praise upon him, especially after their 118-84 butt-whooping and whitewashing of Kentucky earlier this week. He's caught the attention of the, how can I say this, verbose and opinionated, but quite funny, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr. Now, when he was asked about an NBA player, Giannis Attentacopo, Kerr, instead of answering about what Attentacopo can do after he was shown what he could do in the thumping that the Warriors took last weekend to the Bucks, Kerr instead, uh, Kerr instead decided to swerve it in the direction of Williamson when he said, quote, no, but I saw some kid on Duke last night who was pretty impressive. My goodness. Close quote. Now, mind you, this is why Williamson is huge to all of us. You see, at 6'7", 285, this is a body that is sort of power forward or center 
slated or slotted normally. But the dude is athletic and the dude can get up and down. And even in the NBA, the way it's presently constituted, there's only one player, one that is heavier than 285. And we haven't seen this type of energy around the player since you guessed it, LeBron James. So, of course, when you have a player of Williamson stature and talents, prodigious as they may be, compared to the king, you knew it was going to go down in that department. And Kerr was all too willing to oblige. Quote, I thought LeBron, I, I thought that was a one-shot deal, but apparently the next guy is coming. And before I get fined, I'm going to change the subject. Close quote. So this is the head coach of the current dynasty that is in the NBA. Pretty much already saying what I think we all have thought for the last year. Because many of us have seen the highlights of Zion in the South Carolina high school, just dunking on folks, just yamming it on people one game after another, seeing one dunk after another. And then when he got to Duke, yes, we saw him recreate the Dr. J dunk from the free throw line. Uh, And it's just remarkable what this young man can do. But this is why I want to say pump the brakes with everybody here. This young man's 18. Let him be the first Zion, just like we had to let LeBron James be the first LeBron and the only LeBron. Let Zion Williamson be the first Zion Williamson and not the second LeBron James, because we went through this ridiculous crap with Jordan in the 90s, because how many players did we pronounce was going to be the next Michael Jordan? And we can't think of any of their names now. And I could have told you way back then that LeBron's not going to be the only. We're going to see guys like him. And how do I know this? Think back to Jordan in the 80s when people thought, well, we're not going to see another Michael Jordan. Before he gets out the league, in comes someone who studied Jordan Like it was nobody's business and a guy whose build was almost the exact same height and weight as him in Kobe Bryant. And then his mannerisms on the court almost mirrored Jordan. And so the freakish talent and the freakish athlete that Jordan was in the 80s, here we we are now three decades later and we're seeing a 10 wing player league. The league that's up and down, the league that's athletic, the league where you can have people like Zach Levine do reverse layups like it's nothing, like Jordan did in the 1991 NBA Finals. Well, we thought that was utterly spectacular and no other player can do it. Well, now you got these players now who can do it blindfolded. Why? Because they studied these guys. And in LeBron, you have a guy who you now have someone who has the look and build of a of a tight end when they now know they now know okay i can play in the nba if i have stamina and if i have skill i don't have to be the post player although i miss post play badly i don't have to be the post player i can be i can run up and down the court i never thought lebron was a one-shot deal 
Now, I'll admit I thought magic was. But then I saw Penny Hardaway and realized, oh, magic is not a once in a lifetime, at least in size, talent. He may be once in a lifetime in terms of ability. Same with LeBron. He may be a once in a lifetime talent in terms of ability. And the same with Zion Williamson. We don't know yet. He hasn't taken his first dribble on an NBA court. Let the kid grow. Let him blossom. Let him know who he is in the landscape of basketball before we pronounce him to be the next LeBron James. He's not that. He will never be that. And he shouldn't try for that. I wouldn't go for that. I don't think he should either. Because what he should do is manage his expectations and learn how to play the game the way professionals learn how to play in the NBA. Don't give him the baby LeBron stamp. Because in my opinion, there is nothing in his game that reminds me of LeBron. Nothing. Nothing. His game is more athletic. His game is more up and down. He doesn't feel the need to control the action with the ball. That's LeBron. Zion just wants to get up and down the court, get at his spot, and just go to work. Let Zion be Zion. Let him get his way. Let him cook the way he was built to cook on the court. And then I think we can appreciate him in a way that honors him and honors the NBA in general when he gets there. Now that, I hope, we can say that Zion is the next LeBron. If we can say the same thing about him on the court and off the court as we do about LeBron. If we compare them that way, I'm good. We compare him any other way. You're doing both men a huge disservice. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you have heard thus far, the subscribe button, it is blinking like a neon sign at a hotel. Subscribe to ColdSports.com. That's Cold Sports with a Z. And if you want to reach out to Cold Sports with a Z, I'm at the following platforms. Cold Sports with a Z on Instagram. Cold Sports with a Z on Facebook. Cold underscore Sports with a Z on Twitter. And Cold Sports with a Z dot com. And if you feel the need to write me long form, the email is info at Cold Sports with a Z dot com. And I only have three things that I want for you and from you. Love your neighbor as yourself and love yourself with all of your heart. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. Thank you, VIP. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson. And this is... Oh!
You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson. all the servicemen and women all around the world. Cold Sports and the VIPs, thank you. It's because of you that we are all free.